This program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners. All opinions or statements expressed on this program are solely those of Jacob Media or its guests and do not reflect the views of WPHT or Odyssey. Today's program has been pre-recorded. Welcome to Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show with David Bazaar, Karen Bazaar, and Brett Elam from Thrive Financial Services, who have been featured on Fox, ABC, NBC, The Wall Street Journal, and more. Saving for retirement is a great start, but it's what you do with this money that really matters. What's your strategy to reduce taxes, generate income in retirement, reduce your risk, and get even more from Social Security? This is where you can count on straightforward and objective advice about how you can make your money go a lot further in retirement. Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. Now, here are your hosts, David, Karen, and Brett, along with Joe Krause. And welcome in, everyone, to another edition of Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show, along with David Bazaar, Karen Bazaar, and Brett Elam. I'm Joe Krause. We thank everybody for being a part of our Roadmap uh, to Retirement. Got a very, very special show uh, for our listening audience today. We stay with the theme that was created when the radio program started, Brett, and that was to continue to educate the listening audience to educate um, the audience every time they showed up to listen to Roadmap to the radio show. And that's what we're doing. We say good morning to you, sir. Thank you, sir. Um, Glad to be here. Exciting, a crazy week again with the markets uh, all over the place. But, you know, uh, we've had uh, our special guests on the lineup here for a little bit. And just with everything going on right now and what's near and dear to my heart, we've talked about uh, behavioral economics. And again, I want to encourage our listening audience to go to our website, thrivefinancialservices.com. Phenomenal download. We're still getting well over 100 downloads every single week on that reinventing retirement, which is going to be a lot of what we're going to talk about today with our special guest of just everyone always thinks about what they're retiring from and never spending the time what they're retiring to. So I think uh, it's just uh, just when we start talking about mental health today, um, the emotional side of things um, and things like that. So very excited to uh, to jump into things and uh, and chat with our special guest here today. We'll bring in our special guest in just a moment. And you know when David Bazaar gives up the chair uh, at the head of the studio, it is a special guest. We'll introduce uh, Joe Casey in just a moment. One housekeeping uh, thing to uh, remind our uh, listening audience as we go into the commercial breaks, you'll hear uh, the message with the updated workshops. Yep. And you can go, Karen, to thrivefinancialservices.com and get registered. Yep, thrivefinancialservices.com, and that's services with an S. Um, And also, that's where you can go to uh, find the link for the download for Reinventing Retirement. And as always, please uh, register first uh, for the seminars. We were at one last week in Yardley, and if... It was packed. There wasn't one seat left. I was getting a little nervous. Thought we were going to have to bring out another table, but we just squeaked by. So it's awesome to see everybody coming out and um, socializing again and getting some great information. And I love when people come to these uh, seminars that we have that they actually (laughs) be like, oh, there's my neighbor from across the street. And it just starts a whole conversation. Yeah. And David mentioned it last week. And I think it's important to mention out the one thing that you don't want is have to the inevitable of having to turn somebody away because they were not registered. Right. No cost, as you know, to go to, to attend the workshop, but 
get registered, go to thrivefinancialservices.com. Uh, uh, Let's uh, do the introductions. Brett, you want the honor or you want me to set the table? Yeah, no, I'd love to. Yeah, so uh, as Thrive continues to uh, really just continue its theme of awareness and then education, then inevitably leadership, and we talk about leadership, what that means is holding people accountable. And when we talk about the crazy week that we just had out there in the markets, and what did you <sighs> see? We got some of those emotional calls at the end of the day, and um, we always refer back to the plan we had put together um, and having a rational conversation versus an emotional conversation. So with that being said, uh, I think we'll continue that theme uh, throughout the rest of the show. We'd love to introduce our special guest today, Mr. Joe Casey. And uh, just uh, without me trying to give his background, I think I'm just going to feed it right over to him. And just, Joe, if you could tell just a little bit about yourself and what you do and how you got involved in the, in the business. Sure. Brett, thanks. Great to be here. Really appreciate the opportunity to talk with you and enjoy your show. So I'm a former HR person. I worked at Merrill Lynch for 26 years, head of HR for the investment bank and anything outside the U.S. And I had an executive coach about the year 2000 and took a year because I must have been a hard case at the time. But it led me to really discover what I wanted to do after HR. So I became an executive coach, went back to school twice to do so. And about seven years into that, I've been doing that 13 years, a couple of my clients started asking me, can you help me figure out what to do next after I complete my primary career, after I quote unquote retire? I don't want to be doing this when I'm in my late 50s, early 60s, mid 60s. And it was something I really hadn't considered, except one client pointed out, well, actually, that's what you're doing. And so I began to look into it and research some tools that I could offer my clients. So I created a second business, Retirement Wisdom, where we help people really figure out that what you're retiring to side of the equation. Because as you mentioned, it is an emotional transition as well as a financial transition. You need the money right. You need to get all of that planning done. But you need to really build this next phase of life because it's not insignificant. It could be 20, 30, or more years. And that's too long for a vacation. Yeah, and we, when we meet with um, clients, uh, someone who has become a client, they were working and they're retiring, sometimes we'll ask them, it's like, or, you know, how are you feeling? Are you excited? And it's, the answer isn't always yes, because they don't know what they're retiring to. And it's like a little bit of feeling of anxiety. Number one, that money's not coming in anymore, which is something that we can help with. And then number two, something that you can help with is reinventing retirement for you in the future. And I've seen some great things. So... Yeah, and we'll tell the listening audience a little bit more about the Retirement uh, Wisdom podcast that uh, Joe referenced. Joe Casey, our special guest, we're going to spend the full hour uh, with Joe today. Joe, one thing I'd love to just quickly follow up on um, from some of your opening remarks, you talk about trying to help people understand what retirement looks like and what it's going to be. How different is it from people's normalcy of work life? What does that look like? Sure, it's a great question. And if you think about it, there's a lot of things that we get from work besides a paycheck. And it's very easy to take those for granted, but you feel them when they're gone. Things like structure. We structure our days, our weeks, our years, sometimes around the work schedule, and usually our boss's schedule. Right. (laughs) And then all of a sudden that goes away. So you've got to create that yourself. Sounds great. But I don't know if you've ever had a vacation where you get to a certain point in it and you say, eh, I'm ready to get back. Mm-hmm. Well, the early parts of retirement can feel like that too. The other thing is identity. Like we really, especially us male types, tend to associate what we do with who we are. And a lot of times when you retire, you encounter that question at the barbecue when we get back to doing those things again. What do you do? And some people really share that that stymies them at first. 
But I think when you do figure out what you're retiring to, you have a lot of great answers of what you are currently engaged in, what you're learning, what you're trying, and what you're going, looking to do next. So there's a lot, a lot of things in that transition that people, people miss. And the big one, I'm sure we'll talk about, because I've heard you talk about it on your radio show, purpose. And purpose sounds pretty lofty. You're not going to get it at your retirement party. You're not going to get it for your birthday. You're going to have to create it and carve it out. And I like to help people create a multi-purpose retirement because I think that's more accessible and it's more doable than looking for the lofty purpose. It may require going to the Poconos for a couple of weeks and sitting on top of a mountain and, and reflecting. <laughs> I think you get a new purpose by doing things. It's, I love what you just shared right there. One of the things that we hear from people as they just entered that retirement they said, I don't know how we got anything accomplished while we were working. Because it's like, I feel, I feel like today, even when I have no, again, talking about structure, nothing being available to me. And it's like, it's like, yeah, I get it. These are all the things that we've been speaking about that you inevitably have to get to. So again, uh, our listening audience, again, we have a special guest today, Mr. Joe Casey, as we're heading into the first break. Again, uh, my encouragement, give us a call at 215-798-9088. Again, 215 um, 9088. And again, my encouragement is to go to our website, thrivefinancialservices.com and download um, that Reinventing Retirement book. And again, the audio um, file is with that as well for, if you're like me, I love to listen to those podcasts where, wherever you are. Um, so yeah, excited to talk to Joe throughout the rest of today's show. Roadmap to, the re- Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. We thank everybody for tuning in. It's an hour conversation today with Joe Casey. Back in a moment. Thrive Financial Services wants you to attend an upcoming workshop May 25th at the Plumsteadville Inn, June 2nd and June 8th at the Haverford Township Rec Center. You can get registered by going to thrivefinancialservices.com. Join David Bazaar, Karen Bazaar, and Brett Elam. Go to thrivefinancialservices.com. Get registered, get educated, and learn in person from the Thrive Financial Services team. And back here on Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. Again, that phone number, 215-798-9088. If you heard one of the upcoming workshops in the break, in the commercial break, get registered. And then, as Karen mentioned, you can also go to thrivefinancialservices.com. We're spending an hour today uh, with Joe Casey, business insider named Joe, is one of 23 innovative coaches making a difference. So I'm excited, as you know, Karen, that I normally love to sit down and listen uh, and consume the content. I'll preface that by saying I'm a simple man. I don't have any hobbies except my kids. So my retirement's going to be very simple. You're a a simple man. I wouldn't describe (laughs) you as a simple man. You are one of the busiest men I know. And how many children do you have? I have five. And how many grandchildren do you have now? I have two. All right. And how many? Amelia Bell was six months yesterday and JP my buddy is going to be two at the end of June. Awesome. That's great. So I think you have a lot to look forward to in retirement. It's just no you need to get there eventually. Absolutely. Right? And I'm just doing a quick shout out. My daughter, our baby, is turning 21 wow. this weekend. So she's a long way from retirement. But yes, so Haley, shout out. Happy birthday. Happy 21st. Already contributing, though, to a 401k. Yes. Perhaps. Yeah. Yes. And she, as a matter of fact, <laughs> funny story, and then I will, will digress. Um, she saw the market was down, and she's like, Dad, is now a good time to get in? She's like, Mom, how much money do I have in my account? I, That's awesome. So she was right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to definitely put money into the account. So can't time the market, but... 
can always be smart about things. Um, so Joe, again, I'm so glad you're here. Um, I do have a question for you. Um, when somebody is planning to retire, what is the first steps in reinventing the next chapter of your life? So I'm also a very simple man. So <laughs> I like to keep it to two topics. What are they really hopeful about? What are you dreaming about? And what are you afraid of? Because I see both sides of that, that coin. And with my male clients, about maybe 70% men and 30% women that I work with, they actually tell me, I'm really afraid of being bored. And then they usually follow it up with, I've never told anybody that before. And they're usually really worried about, boy, after this dynamic career or this hard job, I've climbed every mountain, I've done this, done that. What am I going to really do? And we'll, and I've seen people sometimes be more bored in retirement than they expected. Mm-hmm. But the hopes, they're looking to do something new, looking to do something different. They're looking to do a mix of things. And they're looking to take better care of their health, get back in shape, and a lot of time with family. Because as, as we age, I've seen some charts on this that are stunning. We spend a lot more time alone. Mm. than we expect. So really good thinking about how you're going to invest that, that time, time as well. And then the next thing I do, just to jump ahead, is I ask, well, have you talked with your spouse or partner if you're married or in a serious relationship? I do that because I've married 41 years and I learned 43 years ago uh, how much smarter my wife is than me. <laughs> so I assume I'm, that's not the, I'm not the only one. And so really because most people... Don't talk about this topic, as you know. Uh, Fidelity did a study where they asked couples, when is your partner planning to retire? And less than half got it right. Interesting. You know, one of the questions we ask people all the time during our workshops and when we have people come in to the office is, I want you to close your eyes and I want you to think three years out from where we're at today. Not 10 years, not five years, but three years being realistic. And what is it that you want? That's a lot of time the answers are, well, I want to have this in cash flow. I want to go buy this. I want to be able to spend that. And it's like, no, 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 no. What do you want? And that's from a financial standpoint. So talking about the struggles that people can't foresee it and and, and looking at some of the content that you have there, Joe, I think I saw on average almost three years it takes for people to almost redefine their purpose after they hang up the cleats and related to that. So in saying that, why, and, and talk about some of the struggles in resetting the mindset, because it's that socialization, it's that identity that you were speaking about all the time. People coming in like, I'm not sure why the hell I hung it up. And so you're starting to see people starting to do some of that phased in retirement. So going from maybe five days a week down to two or three, something we're seeing a ton of baby boomers because the expertise of whoever's taking their job is not there. And these companies are desperately trying to hang on to people. So if you could maybe speak a little bit to maybe some of the transitional plans to ease into that, maybe whether it's phased in retirements or just maybe a little bit even on a broader scope is why does somebody, why should they consider maybe that retirement coach? Again, when people hear it, they automatically hear retirement and the dollar signs with it. But again, it's the purpose and uh, the behavioral economic side of it, if you will. So a little couple questions in there. Sure. But would love to dig deep into that. Sure. And and starting with really, what have you saved and invested and sacrificed for all those years? It's enjoy those years, enjoy that next chapter. And so making an investment plan, that is, I think, the wise thing to do. And you mentioned the age wave study where they found that it took people three and a half years on average to figure out what to do next. And you can all do very precise calculations and projections about how much money someone has, how long it's going to last, given some assumptions. 
but none of us know how much time we have left. So we probably often don't have three and a half years or more to drift. So a retirement coach can help you get there faster in terms of some clarity through experimenting with some different things you might be interested in. Try them out. Try before you buy. And in terms of your comments about uh, people and work, pre-COVID, so long ago now, yeah. t- between 20 and 25% of people, according to a study by Rand uh, Corporation in the U.S. and another uh, firm in the U.K., returned to work unretired within the first five years of retirement. And the kicker is most were not for financial reasons because they missed the intellectual challenge. They missed the camaraderie, camaraderie from the office. They didn't usually miss their boss, but they missed the people. And I think one of the big opportunities now is, is how can work be part of the portfolio of things you do that you're retiring to? For some people, it would be zero. For some people, it might be some, some slice. And it might be paid work, it might be unpaid work, but something that's going to give you those other, other benefits. In phase retirement, doing it gradually is a great way to go. Less than 15% of companies have formal programs, but my 30 years in HR taught me that there's always an exception. There's always a one-off that can be negotiated and created, especially if you're good at your job, good at what you do. And especially, as you mentioned, Brett, the labor market the way it is now, people want to retain the best people. And retirement itself was not invented for this type of lifespan. People mm-hmm. usually retired at 65, and they had X number of years left, and it wasn't long. Uh, now people are going to live multiple years. So, so continuing to work in some way on your own terms can be very, very attractive. So you can negotiate often some phased retirement programs if you're good at what you do, you have a good relationship with that boss, uh, and you have some flexibility because what most people want is flexibility. That's good. You know, We've now been, uh, I guess, almost six months in the market decline now. So this isn't the COVID V where the market went down and back up in two months. This isn't the fourth quarter of 2018. This is the natural business cycle of a recession that a lot of people feel like that we've entered right now. So talking about that phase in retirement and something that we've been educating people on the show for years is this thing called sequence of returns risk. And people are like, what is it? I have no idea what you're talking about. And you're like, now we're getting callers and a lot of our clients saying, now I know what you're talking about. I just so happen to retire in the middle of a down market and it does not feel good. So I think some of even that phased in retirement because people don't like spending their money. And especially people that have acquired so much wealth, number one, they understand the value of the dollar. And number two, it's like, now I got to spend my money. And at the same time, my $2 million just went down to a million and a half or 1.4 million in the next six months. And now it's like, now I understand what that sequence of risk is at the end of the day. So some of that phased in retirements, sometimes helping them psychologically saying, oh my gosh, not only am I taking money out in a down market, I don't have to because some of that, maybe I'm going to start my social security on top of my income and things like that. So, so how about Joe, when, when people have some of that, I need to get rid of my boss. Again, I, I, I don't miss necessarily the environment. I love my coworkers, but I hate my boss to micromanagement and things like that. If I could just consult and go to two to three days a week and things like that. But one big thing that we feel like people have hostage over them, and it's always that psychological barrier is healthcare. Now, there's a lot going on in this country, too, of like, okay, if I'm going to retire before Medicare, how the heck am I going to afford to not pay two, three, five thousand dollars $5,000 a month for healthcare and things like that? And a lot of times, people have all the money they already need 
to even pay that extra health care if they had to pay it. But we always at Thrive talk to people about there are ways to avoid the health care and things like that. So how do you get people through that psychological barrier of some of those money thoughts that I spoke about? Sequence of return, how am I going to spend the health care? I'm taking money out in a down market. I've never spent a dollar in my life because I've had more coming in than I've ever needed. And now all of a sudden I've turned it off. Oh my gosh. Well, this is timely for me because yesterday I signed up for Medicare. Congratulations, sir. <laughs> yeah, congratulations. So that was quite a quite an event. How did this happen? <laughs> yeah, how did I get here, right? <laughs> so I think a lot of your points are very important of why financial advisors and in particular CFPs are so valuable as a resource people to help really map help them map things out, map out the alternatives. And continuing to work longer can provide a buffer. And sometimes working in an alternative way, like part-time, like consulting, can be very useful. But you've got to give yourself lead time. It's not something you want to necessarily do on demand or on a whim. You want to really talk to people who have done it before and have learned some of the tips and tricks and what to watch out for uh, in building those types of things. And that's one of the things I do with my clients. So who do you know who's, who's consulted, who's gone part-time, who's done this or done that, and go interview them. Not about you, about them, and talk with them and find out a little bit more about it. And you can learn a lot, a lot through that type of thing. So I think it's learning, relying on resources like your financial advisor and then others who have been through the, ex- the experience that you can take away some useful tricks. Joe Casey is our special guest here on Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. Don't forget thrivefinancialservices.com is your destination. Uh, when the show concludes today, we're going to spend the full um two more segments with Joe. Joe, quickly, I'd love to ask you, or you know what, I don't want to do, I don't, I don't want to put you on the spot and ask you to answer quickly. So uh, let me put the question out there. And then when we come back up on the other side of the break, we'll pick it up uh, from there. As I listen to your conversation and your dialogue, I'm, I, I, I'm wondering what I'm not, what I don't know about retirement. What am I not planning for that is going to pop up. So on that, we'll get to a commercial break. Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. Back in a moment. And back here on Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show, we thank everybody, as we always do, for tuning in. And we certainly, uh, in advance, we thank everybody for uh, planning to attend one of the upcoming workshops. Again, one big deal about retirement is being educated uh, on the process uh, and what it means. Hence, our guest today, Joe Casey, jumping in David Bazaar's chair today, uh, spending the full uh, hour. Joe is an executive coach. And just to put a uh, just to put some clarity in uh, some of Joe's background, uh, master's degrees from the University of Southern California, the University of Pennsylvania, and Middlesex County in the or Middlesex University in the UK, and then a bachelor from the University of Mass at Amherst, a coaching certificate at Columbia. That's seven more credentials than I have on my <laughs> resume. That makes you an expert. It makes me a listener. So with that, Joe, I'm going to transition into my question. Going into the break, I'm I'm, I'm trying to understand. 
what don't I know? What am I going to find when I get there? Not that it's driving me crazy, but I know there's something out there. So all those degrees are because I'm a slow learner. <laughs> okay. It takes me a while. I love that. But, 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 but actually, I, I actually learn just as much, if not more, from the podcast and conversations like this from, from, from people uh, that, that uh, interview. And so there's always so much more to learn. But in terms of your question about what can you expect when you pop up for one, that retirement's just not one thing, and people talk about it as, I'm going to retire. Well, there's usually multiple phases. Uh, you're going to age, and if you're preparing for retirement, you've got to prepare to age well. And we talked about purpose before. The stakes are high. There's a study that uh, was recently done by a woman at Yale, Dr. Becca Levy. She has a new book out called Breaking the Age Code, interviewed her recently, and found that those who have positive views toward aging lived an average of seven and a half years longer than those who have negative views. So attitude matters in most things in life. It matters there too. And there was also a study done by the University of Michigan in 2019 that found that uh, purpose, people who lacked a sense of purpose died seven years earlier on average than those who have a strong sense of purpose. So, so investing time in, in your attitude and how you think about the aging process, is it something that's all decline in your mind or can you actually thrive? and you thrive by adapting. So I think looking at the multiple phases, what are you gonna be like in the earlier years, in the middle years, and later years, can affect all kinds of decisions like where are you gonna live? What are you gonna do with your time, those kind of things? And I think having that in mind is, is really important. I thought he did a great job at involving the word thrive in there a couple of times. That was a great job. I already marked that little segment time cue. I'm going to clip that for one of the upcoming commercial yeah, spots. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well done. You know, one, one comment we make, uh, Joe, all the time is, um, as people enter retirement, we ask that question, what do you want to do? The one answer we never hear from people is the biggest thing I've been looking forward to in retirement is becoming a, a part-time financial planner. We haven't heard it yet. But yet the industry sets it up from a knowledge standpoint, because typically the way the industry works is I'm going to go sat with, sit with my advisor, we're going to talk about how did I do from a performance standpoint. And so when I have social security questions, tax questions, estate questions, Medicare, Medicare surcharge questions, all those things, a lot of times you hear from our listening audience says, yeah, it's on us to figure it out. So talking about the importance of working with fiduciaries and being able to see that whole map, because people don't want that. And I just heard purpose and attitude all over the place, and it's things that we're passionate about as well. So when we talk about one of your programs that you have called Designing Your Life, and I love it. When I watched the trailer, the very first words that came up says, what do you want to be, dot, dot, dot. And it's, instead, it says, what do you want to become? And I love that. And talking about designing your life. So if you could maybe talk about that program that you have and just what it all entails, because my guess is it's probably pulling together some of the things that we've already talked about thus far in today's show. Sure. So I hope I don't take up the rest of the show talking about this because it's something I'm very passionate about because I've gone through it myself. So Design Your Life was created by two Stanford professors, Dave Evans and Bill Burnett. Bill Burnett runs the design school at Stanford. And they wrote a book in 2016, number one New York Times bestseller called Design Your Life. They taught this course at Stanford for three decades, still do. And they really heard how much impact it had on people's lives later in life, in mid-career and later. And then they decided they wanted a greater impact. So they published a book to expose more people to it. And then they started training coaches like me. So I went out to San Francisco to be trained by them along with uh, 40 coaches from uh, 11 different countries. And it's a great process because it's very elegant and simple and very effective. 
because they, what they do is they take the principles of design thinking, if you're going to design a new piece of software or a new product of, of some kind, they apply it to planning the rest of your life. And we work on the next five years, the next chapter, if you will. But you do it by really three phases. One, what's important to you? What do you value now? And what are the things that give you energy and take energy away? And then phase two is idea generation. We're using a tool called mind mapping. What could you do? And these are three-minute short bursts where you can go through and say, what, what, well, how many words can I associate with this particular thing that I might want to do, like part-time? What could I do? And you come up with a bunch of ideas in three-minute three minute segments. Because it, what it does is it gets you out of the rational, linear problem-solving we usually do into more of the, the uh, creative side. So it takes two sides to plan for retirement. The left brain analytical side that you need to really have a good solid financial plan. This is the right brain side. Uh, one of my podcast guests had a great line. said the most underutilized tool in retirement planning is imagination. That's this good. brings the imagination into it. And then third, phase three, prototyping. As you were with the new product, those conversations with people. You want to go part-time? Who do you know who's gone part-time? Interview them. And then we create, we create this, what's called an Odyssey plan of three alternative visions of your future because Evans and Burnett figured out that there are multiple alternative versions of us in the future. So what are three different paths you could take over the next three years? And what could they become? When we went through COVID, I found my one-page document with the three alternative paths packing up my office on March 17th because I had to move out of it. I said, what do I need for the next four weeks if I couldn't come back here? Pause for laughter. <laughs> and I found my Odyssey plan. And right in the middle, because it includes drawing, was a picture of a book. And I hadn't thought about writing a book, but someone had said to me, boy, you should write a book. So I put it in, put in the middle of my plan. So I have a book coming out, actually, uh, July 19th, uh, when the retirement came. And, but it came through this process myself of going through, going through it. So it gives you a vision. It gives you a way to explore three alternative paths and then make it happen. Uh, Dave Evans describes this, you know, really just tell your story, try stuff, and iterate your way forward. So it really is very effective. And that's, I'm, I think I'm still the only one using the technique on retirement planning. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, we use the term all the time, and, and uh, it's given, I think, the, the piece when David Karen and I sit with a lot of our, our clients of all of a sudden giving them the blessing that it's time. And then all of a sudden you see the psychological change of, you mean, I don't have to do this anymore versus I want to do this. And knowing that the handcuffs are now free from that psychological barrier as well always becomes quite a bit of relief. And again, when we talk about just the behavioral economic side of finances, it's such a big deal. But something you had chatted about as well, I just, I just turned 45 and uh, I started getting some of those texts like, congratulations, you're halfway there. And my response was... <laughs> I'm a third of the way there. So talking about some of that attitude and purpose and just one of the coaches I deal with, like it's that lifetime extender program of psychologically, it's put ourselves out there. And again, just as we're coming to maybe an end and maybe just kind of getting ready for the next segment as well, where you've kind of talked about the science and I love the science piece of it as well. But we talk about as we continue to use the word that we try not to use on this show called age, we say chronologically maturing. Um, but as we know, as people continue to chronologically mature about how hard it is to keep muscle mass and just nutrition and the balance of maybe, and maybe we can talk about that as we come into the, to the last segment here and just kind of how that balances a little bit with just maybe some of the psychological side of things here. Joe Casey is our special guest. His podcast, by the way, the Retirement uh, Wisdom Podcast. As we get ready to go into our commercial break here on Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. The other thing I want to talk about in the final segment, 
And Karen, you and, I have, you and I have had this conversation before. My wife thinks we need 25 grand a month. <laughs> I think we need five. Back in a moment. Thrive Financial Services wants you to attend an upcoming workshop May 25th at the Plumsteadville Inn, June 2nd and June 8th at the Haverford Township Rec Center. You can get registered by going to thrivefinancialservices.com. Join David Bazaar, Karen Bazaar, and Brett Elam. Go to thrivefinancialservices.com. Get registered, get educated, and learn in person from the Thrive Financial Services team. And back here for our final segment on Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. Again, if you heard one of the workshops in the commercial break, you can call Thrive Financial Services at 215-798-9088. Joe, um, and not Joe Krause, but Joe Casey, uh, it's very, I really am getting so much out of today and I'm really enjoying this conversation. But uh, just a reminder, if you could tell the folks out there today where they can uh, get your information, how they can contact you. And just if you miss what Joe says, you can go to any of our social media websites and we'll have your contact information on there as well. Great. Thanks. Appreciate that. It's easy. Retirementwisdom.com. You'll see in the upper right, schedule a call. You can schedule really a 30-minute call and no sales. It's really to talk about your plans and what resources are out there including me, but not limited to me, that you can use to, to really plan better for this second part of, of the retirement equation. Thank you very much. And then we'll go back into your question, which yeah, was... Yeah, so we got, we got questions lined up all over the place. <laughs> yeah, so I'd love to just hear your, your input just related to, again, we talked a little bit about the science as we concluded the last segment, but just as what you found as the importance, especially in that next phase from a nutritional health standpoint, balanced with purpose and attitude, if you... Don't mind just making a couple of comments related to that. Sure. So we talked before about learning from people that we talk with. So wisdom. Wisdom, actually. It certainly comes from others, I find. And one of my clients, a year and a half ago, he's a doctor and he had a heart attack in his 50s and totally changed his lifestyle. And I always, when I'm working with clients, give them something to do in terms of homework in between the sessions. And one day he said, well, I've got some homework for you. Well, okay, I'm up for it. <laughs> so I want you to watch this movie called Game Changers. It's about vegan athletes because I, mm-hmm. he, he had changed his diet totally. I said, well, my wife leans vegan. I have a daughter, uh, two years out of college, pure vegan. I said, but I still like to keep my chicken and fish. And he said, I think this will change your mind. And it did. So I watched this movie, Game Changers, Vegan Athletes. And uh, so I've, I moved away from all that stuff uh, 14, 16 months ago. And so learning from clients, I think really making the choices that are right for you and doing the the things, putting in place the health practices. Most of my clients want to get healthier. They want to get more active. They want to get back in shape. They want to get in the best shape of their life. And many of them end up doing it. Yeah, where do we start? Yeah, I get that. Start small. Yeah, exactly. And my motto is why wait? You know, why wait? Just start now. And it's always, it's always baby steps. It's just like baby steps for planning for retirement, baby steps for physically changing. Don't go try to run a marathon, but you, you definitely want to take baby steps. It, it's really the way, the, way to, the way to go. And you learn in every aspect of, aspect of life. I uh, ended up, I ran a bunch of marathons. It was my goal. Good it for was you. actually my number one goal when I took early retirement mm-hmm. was uh, to qualify for my hometown Boston Marathon. So, as I mentioned, slow learner. So I ran Philly, Philly Marathon 10 times before I qualified. 
and got injured and then finally did ran the Boston Marathon broke my hip with a half mile to go oh no so, <laughs> almost, almost and you're, you're here to talk about it yes but oh my gosh <laughs> and still still able to run because I had a great uh, great surgeon so uh, I have another question for you you keep talking about purpose yes. that might be a purpose that somebody creates is I'm gonna focus on getting healthy and I want to run a marathon but what kind of other purposes have you seen clients engage in or can you give us some examples of purpose in retirement so if i had one client for example who wanted to teach others healthy lifestyle changes and nutrition so he actually started a business around that uh but i think it comes down to each individual person most purposes have to do with others Mm -hmm. helping others in some way my personal purpose in what i do as a retirement coach is to really help save people from a boring retirement because really a 20-year retirement is, is a terrible thing to waste. Uh, but it, it comes down to what's most important to you now. We became grandparents for the first time uh, two months ago. So that's very high on my purpose list is my role of grandparents. So it's two months. We've, we're going on our fourth trip up to my hometown of Boston to see our, our granddaughter again. Uh, so purpose is really what is the thing that's going to get you up in the morning, get you going, keep you going after you stop working full-time. Good stuff. Joe Casey here on Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. i got to ask you that question. My wife is obviously planning a big, beautiful, awesome uh, retirement at 25 G's a month. I'm planning a more simple, uh, simplistic uh, life with a microphone, a headset, and a podcast. So I only need six grand a month. But uh, seriousness aside, there's a difference. There's a gap. How do we find that somewhere in the middle is the truth, I imagine? Yes. So I think it's doing some of these exercises and conversational topics together. So I always tell people, look, you can do financial planning yourself. I wouldn't recommend it, but some people do. You can do retirement planning on the non-financial side yourself as well. You can use the Designing Your Life book and follow it all the way through yourself. Here's what people have told me, though. They read the book, they love the book, but they really didn't get anywhere until working with the coach because I hold them accountable, the homework thing. So, but I have had people, and I've worked with some couples, I'm not a marriage counselor, uh, but work with some couples to do some of these exercises together separately and then come together to discuss them because give you a framework. Oh, I didn't know you really had that goal in mind. Well, tell me a little bit more about, about uh, why you think that. And this is where that listening skill thing comes in that uh, we need often some work at. But really hearing the other person out, then going with what your view is and trying to, to find out. Because sometimes th- there's a third way. There's a $12,500 a month retirement that, <laughs> that it might be the best of all. She decides anyway, so it is what it is, right. but all good. It is funny, but it is a transition for couples, especially if... So Dave and I work together. So you know he has the pleasure of seeing me on a daily basis at home and at the office. However, it's a big transition. I would you're not a marriage counselor, but it is a transition to be home together on a daily basis. I think COVID has actually helped people realize that. It's made us all experts. Yes, <laughs> at that, that transition. But it is when I first took early retirement, I was stunned because I kept answering the phone. I was home. I, there's this whole other world. You that never on. knew how many phone calls came into the house, right? <laughs> and people said, what are you doing there? <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Yeah, I loved what you just shared talking about how people want to, or they think they can doctor themselves, or they have all the content in front of them. And I heard you just say it a moment ago, what people are looking for. And we equate the word leadership to what you just said, accountability as well. So that's awesome. And so people know they want to change. 
it's sometimes taking that first step. And when we start talking about change, it's, it's doing what? It's recreating some, maybe some new habits. So when we talk about habits and maybe that's a 30 or 60 day, and you probably have the number of days to create that new habit. I'm sure you'll tell us here in a moment, but I'd love to hear a little bit about another one of your programs called Tiny Habits. If you could uh, maybe uh, wrap the show up, just digging deep a little bit into the Tiny Habits program that you have, Joe. Sure. This is another thing you can do by yourself. Another great book that's out there called Tiny Habits written by a Stanford professor, another Stanford professor, BJ Fogg. And this is something I came across personally in 2014. And 40% of what we do is habitual because our brains like to go on autopilot. So if you break it down, make something easy, you'll start to do it. Routines and cadences. We talk about it all the time. Right. And the question is, can you be intentional about it? Can you create habits around the things you want? So BJ Fogg figured this out. He worked with a lot of Silicon Valley companies back in the day. One of his students co-founded Instagram coming out of a project in one of his classes. And uh, he has applied these techniques to personal change. What he figured out was habits, not about willpower, it's about emotion. It's about really breaking it down, starting small again, as you mentioned, Karen, getting the tiniest version. So if he were here today and said, well, I want to start to, I want to start running. He would say, go run two steps and get back in and do it again tomorrow. But it's a three-step process. Find the tiniest version of what you want to do, anchor it to something you already do reliably, and then celebrate it, which tells your brain, I want more of that. So I said, I can do that. So I started with sit-ups, did one sit-up, got up to 200 a day, and without thinking about it. I, a couple years ago, three years ago, started, uh, read an article about uh, if you're over 40 and you're male, if you can do 40 push-ups in under a minute, it's good for your cardiovascular health. So, well, I haven't done push-ups in years. Started with one, got up to 50, I do 50 a day without thinking about it now, because I anchored something I already do. And it's really- Inside be, a minute? Inside a minute, there yes. There you go. I yes. don't know if I could do f- that. <laughs> I, I couldn't have done it when I started, but I said- Start with one, Karen. <laughs> yeah, start with one. So, you, let me tell you, you feel silly doing one, but people have done all kinds of things. They've done it with uh, sleep habits. I want to read more. Read a page. What you're doing is you're building a sequence. The celebration part is the secret sauce. It's really, you know, they're doing something that tells your brain, I want to do this more. It could be BJ Fogg is more outgoing than I am. So he does things like dances. He's got 101 different uh, versions of it. Uh, And I do... because I'm a sports fanatic, I do Marv Albert, the ex-Knicks announcer, although I'm a Boston, lifelong Boston fan. <laughs> we won't hold that Man, against you. Man, a double negative yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, we yes, won't. We're on Philadelphia radio yeah. here, Joe. I, I, did, I did have season tickets to the Sixers for 10 years. The All only right. Celtics fan ever to do, to do so. A little bit of forgiveness. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I do yes. So I'll just say yes, like, like uh, Marv Albert said when a basket went in. But it's breaking it down, something small, tied to something you already do, and then, and then really uh, do something that tells your brain to do it. And you don't have to do that part forever. I teach people in, in three weeks. We go through a three-week process for this. It does take longer than 21 days, and it also depends on how complex the habit you want to do. Where you do it, the location matters, the time of day you do it, you make some adjustments, fine-tune it. I learned from him. He said, well, why don't you do a habit that's not physical? Everything you do is working out. So, okay. I've read a lot of research on gratitude. I'll do a gratitude habit. So I said, uh, all right, let me figure out when to do that. I'll do it in the morning. So he said, what's one thing you do every day? So, well, so far, I've got a 100% track record of getting dressed every single day. I'll do it after I get dressed. So, okay. How many steps are involved there? So, what do you mean? So, what's the last thing you do? So, I put on my left shoe. So, you've got to anchor to that last specific step. So, if you do something, for example, after breakfast, 
do it when you put the dish back in the dishwasher, as I've been trained to do, and close the dishwasher door. So be very precise about it. But it, can, it really is life-changing, these habits. I have eight things I do before I come downstairs in the morning that be I deliberate. never have to think about. Be deliberate. I love it. Yes, I uh, want to thank our special guest today, Joe Casey, as uh, we're wrapping up today's show. Again, to reach out to Joe, you can go to retirementwisdom.com. And again, in the top right-hand corner, schedule that call, half hour. Joe's more than happy to speak with you and just talk about programs and so forth. So I thought this was awesome. Yes, um, just thank falls you. in line with what we do. And again, I want to encourage our listening guests as well to go to thrivefinancialservices.com. Um, again, reinventing retirement, again, the psychological side of things of, of where we're going as well. So I want to, to, thank, uh, to thank Joe one more time. Rapid fire, Joe, you have 15 seconds to answer. Common mistake people make in retirement. Not thinking about the dream side and not thinking about what they're afraid of. Just those two sides of the coin work on both. That's going to do it for this edition of Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. On behalf of David Bazaar, on behalf of Karen Bazaar, Brett Elam, and our special guest, Joe Casey. I'm Joe Krause. See you next time, everybody. Thanks for listening to Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show from Thrive Financial Services. If you're like most Americans, you have more questions than you do answers about what to do with your retirement savings. If you have a question about your IRA or your 401k, pension, or other tax-deferred accounts, if you have a question about reducing taxes, generating income, or filing for Social Security, whatever it is, David, Karen, and Brett are here to help. And often your questions can be answered in a simple phone call. Just call 215-798-9088. 215-798-9088. And so you know, no statements made during Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show, shall constitute tax, legal, or accounting advice. You should consult your own legal or tax professional on any such matters. The information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investment, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and unless otherwise stated are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed here. David Bazaar, Brendy Lim, and Karen Bazaar of Thrive Financial Services and Thrive Capital Management are licensed to offer investment advisory services through Thrive Capital Management, LLC, an SEC-registered investment advisory firm, office headquarters located in Fort Washington, and offices of convenience used exclusively for client meetings in Exton, Yardley, and Cherry Hill. Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show, is a paid commercial announcement from Jacob Media Partners. If you'd like to learn more about the power of the radio hour, contact Joe Krause at 267-261-3428. Today's program has been pre-recorded.